Welcome to the latest Pinkcast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. Hello, my name is Troy Dumoulin, and we're here today to talk to you about a subject which is relatively new called employee compliance. Now, that's an interesting term. What is employee compliance anyway, and how does it differ from a term maybe we're more familiar with called process compliant and what are the key drivers to ensure that anyone does anything that you want them to do be that applying a new process or trying to roll out a new company policy how does employee compliance support goals and internal audit or external audit requirements that are driven by the new legislations that we find ourselves having to account for well those are the topics we're going to be covering today and i hope you find this podcast useful and interesting because I'm quite interested in this new discussion, and I find it's it's pretty much a missing link in understanding how to deploy any process improvement project, be that an ITIL service management process initiative or even a business process rollout or deployment. But beyond deployment, how do you keep a process evergreen, if you will, or continually fresh? Well, all of these things have to do with something called employee compliance. So before we begin, let's define what employee compliance is. So to understand that, you can understand employee compliance to be defined as the degree to which an employee adheres to the organization's defined policies, the processes which support those policies, and then, of course, the detailed procedures which dictate how do you do specific activities. And it's more about changing behavior and perhaps more about organizational change than anything else. For example, let's consider that you've just spent the last six months and you've had a design project where you're carefully crafting your corporate policies and processes and have written the procedures and you've gone out and bought a tool to automate the workflow of these policies and processes. What makes you believe that at any point that the people that you're rolling this new thing out to will want to change? Because Let's face it, the one thing constant about humanity is our consistent desire not to change what we're doing now. Unless you can prove to me that what I'm going to be doing in the future is somehow better for me personally than what I'm doing now, I'm going to be pretty skeptical about this new change you're requiring me to do. And yes, I might attend your process deployment workshop, and you might tell me what there is in this for me as a a whiffum factor, if you will, but I'm probably still going to find ways to try to avoid changing my current behavior. Well, this is where employee compliance comes in. You really can think of employee compliance as a planned approach to ensure that employees follow through and actually do what you try to have them do in the deployment of your process. To give you an analogy of what I'm talking about, you may remember a few years back there was a popular movie called Field of Dreams. And in this movie, Kevin Costner has this dream. He has this vision that if he just builds this baseball diamond in the cornfields, I think, of Iowa, that the players would come and he would realize his vision of having a pro baseball team arrive at his diamond. Well, he builds this diamond and wonders of wonders, they just show up. Well, unfortunately, that's not the way it works in real life. You can build it, but there's no promising that they will come. You can bring the proverbial horse to the water, but there's no making that horse drink. So the question then becomes, how do you promote behavioral change? Well, in one way to look at this, there's really three key drivers that will promote behavioral change and promote compliance to a new way of doing things. First of all, you have to provide the knowledge. 
so people understand what they need to do. Then they have to feel or believe that they have the time to do what you've asked them to do. But the third and perhaps most important aspect is that they're actually personally motivated to do this new thing in this new way. So when you actually define your processes, as long as you've done that in a clear and articulate way, you can correct the knowledge gap. You can deploy the process, you can communicate, you can have your process deployment workshops, and you can correct that gap. And perhaps you've defined what the new roles are, then you've given people the real time to do this new work. And now the last of the three factors remains motivation, personal motivation. Why should I do this new thing? Yes, I know what I have to do, and yes, I've been told what the roles are, and you've given me the time, but why Why should I do this new thing you've asked me to do? Well, this is where motivation comes into play, and you can really look at motivation by three additional factors. First of all, I can get you to do what I want you to do by incenting you, in essence, giving you a positive reason why you should do it. I can provide you a negative consequence, and uh, the third one is that you would actually develop a sense of personal accountability. Well, arguably the first two, the positive incentive and the negative consequences, are effective, but perhaps they're only effective in the short term. You remove either one of those, you take the carrot away, or you take the whip away, and you probably no longer have a factor to drive employee compliance. So what remains then is that sense of personal motivation. How do you achieve that? Well, one way you can actually look at it is actually to, to examine the standard excuses of why people would suggest they did not do this new thing. They didn't follow through with the policy and process and procedures. And you can look at that in relationship to the typical excuses. The first excuse you can, you can drive is, well, no one told me. Okay, so one of the drivers is clear communication and then acknowledgement that that has been communicated. So I actually have to sign off to the fact that I've read something and I understand it. Well, the next excuse you could look at is, well, I didn't understand what you told me to do. But you can fix that by providing testing or uh, ways to survey if they completely understand. And the results of those tests would be allowing you to understand where your areas of communication have to be retargeted or perhaps where you have to affect uh, additional knowledge transfer. So I've I removed the one of, you know, I told you now what you need to do. Now you also have tested that they understand. Now the third one is, well, no one gave me an opportunity to actually contribute my voice. So that contribution element is important, that people perceive and understand that they do have the ability to affect a change in what they're being asked to do. Now, you would think that would be enough, but there is a fourth one that has to be looked at in relationship to, well, basically culture. And that is, if no one is looking, and if you know no one's looking, your motivation to actually do it is less. So, as long as they know that there is an audit, and that there will be a periodic check that you actually are following through, you've removed the last, I guess, excuse, if you will, to not do this new policy or this new process. So, let's summarize those things. Employee compliance is about sign-off. I've communicated and you've signed off that you understand. It's about examination and testing. You told me that you understand and you have validated that by actually passing some kind of survey that tells me that you understand. Contribution. You have now had your voice, whether that was the initial deployment or in a 
continuous improvement suggestion, there is always this feedback loop of being able to add your contribution and then finally the ability to audit. This is known as a framework called SICA. Sign-off, exam, contribution, and audit. And employee compliance is a subject which uh, is very interesting and I believe is a very important part to understanding how to deploy and continually keep a process fresh. It's being supported and actually promoted by an organization which is called Right Process and I highly recommend you take a look at their website. It's www.rightprocess.com and you'll find the SICA model there and you'll find that they have developed a solution to automate this aspect and approach to employee compliance. Now the final thing is in today's world which is let's face it more uh, based on legislation and utility, many organizations find that they have a requirement to prove that they have clear policies and plans to actually communicate their policies and plans. And they're audited by external auditors and they're required by external legislation to prove this. Well, if you as an organization can show that you have a strategy around employee compliance, which is beyond the definition of your process, beyond the deployment, and then you're able to track that this employee compliance is actually being consistently done through the use of a tool which has these audit logs, which have the sign-offs, which have the examination results, which can produce your audit task list, then this is a very powerful tool you can use in your management organization. So when you have that final conversation with that employee who just still hasn't changed, you've removed all the excuses. They can't tell you that they don't know. They can't tell you that they didn't understand. They can't tell you that they didn't have a voice and they knew that someone would check. So what's the final statement that that employee can actually have? Well, I chose to not follow the policy and procedure. Well, that's a very different discussion than talking to your manager about not understanding what you were supposed to change to. So in essence, employee compliance promotes personal accountability because people realize that they have had every opportunity to be part of the process of deploying this new policy, process, or procedure. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's Pinkcast on the topic of employee compliance. For more information on best practices in general, visit us at our website at www.pinkelephant.com for podcasts and blogs and all types of white papers and content. As well as, I encourage you to visit Right Process at www.rightprocess.com for more information on this up-and-coming subject of employee compliance.